My name's Sarah Frick, and you're listening to Are You For Real? A podcast all about being real. Like, really real, not just cute Instagram real. Like, real. Welcome back to Are You For Real? with Sarah Frick. Today, I am sitting down with my sweet husband, John Frick, and one of our dear friends, Piers Carr, who lives in Bermuda. We're going to talk with Piers just about how John and him became friends and how we all got to be friends. Piers is one of my absolute favorite people in the world. He is always up for everything, and the accent doesn't hurt either, and he's adorable. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the Bermudian tourism and Piers's business, current vehicles. Um, so Piers, hello. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. We're very Good excited. To be here. You sound very unprofessional. I wish we were together. Hi, yeah, Piersy no, boy. I wish I was there. <laughs> so, I was saying that the uh, the one disappointing thing about uh, doing it this way is that I can't come to Charleston, which is uh, one know. of my favorite places. Well, when are you guys going to come? We, first, tell me that. Just waiting for the invite to let me know. Well, I think, you know, after what you just told us, and you'll tell the story in a minute, but I think that you might need to come for a month. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a break, that's for sure. Come! The last few weeks been tough, I tell you. Well, we want to have you here, so please feel free to come. But before we get yeah. started on any of that, tell us, give us a little bit of background about you, yourself, who you are, yeah. etc. So, uh, aside from being a great, uh, a great lover of Charleston and a great lover of the Fricks, I have a, uh, a British background, grew up in the UK, um, went to sort of an all boys boarding school over there. Um, so needless to say, got, was, was very ready to leave by the time I got to, uh, my early twenties and, uh, moved over to the States and, and worked in, in finance for a while and realized that that is not what I wanted to do. Um, sort of having, having, uh, spent a lot of time in Bermuda, really wanted to move back there and, and set up my own business. Um, so I did that when, when our first kid was on the way, which was 2014. Um, so moved back to the island then and, uh, been living, living here since trying to get a business off the ground and raise a family. So, yeah. So, so for people that don't know, you have, uh, citizenship in the UK and also in Bermuda and does the, everybody that's yeah. Bermudian have both? Yeah, you do. Um, yeah. If you're Bermudian, you get, uh, one of the great things you automatically get a, a British passport. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a little better before you could travel freely throughout Europe, but, but now, uh, now you've just got the UK, but still pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, yeah. Not as good as Charleston, but not bad. Bermuda is an act- as, such a dump actually. <laughs> Bermuda that's where, is the that's most where I want to be. In Charleston. <laughs> Bermuda is so beautiful. What's the weather like right now there? It is um, having, well, as you know, from Bermuda, it sort of changes on a dime. Um, so last few weeks have been stormy and rainy, and it is a beautiful sunny day here today. What's your so, temperature? Uh, um, I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't looked out. I just, you know, it's shorts weather. That's how I, uh, that's how I determine what, <laughs> what the weather's like. You're either in shorts, shorts or long t-shirt. pants. Yep. Uh, today I'm actually wearing long pants. But that's because I haven't unpacked since staying at my mum's recently. Okay. Um, but it's it's nice and warm, and we're sort of starting to get the first glimpses that that spring and summer isn't too far away. So very happy about that. That's awesome. Well, we are kind of getting some of those glimpses as well. Let's um, yeah. let's pivot over to John. Um, John, tell us about how you met Piers. Um, hey Piers. Hey buddy. 
How are you, pal? Mm. Very well, thank you. Very well. All the better for hearing your voice, mate. Yeah, I was kind of thinking <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. So, Piersy Boy, we met, um, I think it was 2005. Is that right? Yeah. 2005, yeah. We, uh, I had moved out to Vail um, to do a season out there, and Piers and one of his uh, lifelong best buddies, Price Smith, who is also a good friend of mine now, had moved out after, I think y'all just graduated college, is that right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Price is fortunate to um, have a family house over in Beaver Creek that those boys were staying at, and we had a mutual friend, and we met on the ski slopes, and um, the rest is really history, and, you know, it's the, the theme has been the same, is that I've always been better at everything than either one of those guys, <laughs> um, which is not surprising true, to most people, probably. Gosh, John, I mean, how have we lasted with him this long, Pierce? Well, I'm always Maybe. living in your shadow, man, and that's, you know, my biggest, you know, my biggest regret. I always <laughs> trying to be more like you, Friction. It's, uh, it's a tall task, Piersy. Yes, sir. Um, but no, so we obviously shared some of the same interests and, and became fast friends and, you know, only spent a season living in the same town, um, but have continued a, a, a good friendship and enjoyed visiting peers in, in Bermuda and peers coming here and vice versa, maybe a bachelor party or two in New York and Vegas. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think in my podcast, there was an experience that I spoke about from Piersy Boy's Vegas um, bachelor Forced party. Forced you to jump out of a plane. Yeah, with one of my top five hangovers <laughs> of all time at the same time. Yeah, still um, recovering. Wait, yeah. Well, before we go there, Piers, tell me what you're – have you, had you ever met anyone of the caliber of John Frick in Vail? I hadn't, no, and I still haven't, to be honest, <laughs> which, uh, which, which makes, uh, makes for – you know, that's why I love coming back. Every time my life gets a little dull, I need, I come over and, and catch up with you guys and I get re- refreshed. I yeah. have to be honest with you, though. So. John has really taken him. He's way down. He's not. He's 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 aging gracefully. He's beha- he behaves himself so She's much. She's trying to politely say I'm no fun anymore. <laughs> you know what? I, I feel the same way. But I think then when you get together with those people that you have uh, history with. Yeah, and, it's uh, worth it. The, it comes out. The old, the old self comes out again, which is important because you don't want to get old and boring too quickly. Let's hear you so. uh, talk like John Frick. <laughs> I will. By the end of this, I've got I I, I to sort of, uh, hear, train my ear a little more All right. to you guys. <laughs> All right. Got the biggest beard in the shop now. <laughs> That's what he used to tell me. <laughs> He was so proud. This is what this is when I knew I'd fallen in love with Frick. When he told me he came in one day with a little smile on his face, and he'd been growing his beard for for a, for a couple of months. And one of the employees he worked with got fired, and uh, and so he then had the biggest beard in the shop. And uh, he was so proud of it. And I was like, this guy's a legend. I love him. It's puking at mushy, bro. And pu- puking at mushy, man. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about, um, let's go from Vail to then you and Price, you moved back to Bermuda. Yeah, I I was, uh, I moved, uh, moved back to London for a little bit, worked, worked over there for a couple of years, was doing everything in my power to get to the States. Um, cause I really loved New York. It was, uh, visited there a few times and was like, this is, 
this is a proper city. This is where I wanted to live in my 20s and was lucky enough to get an opportunity to move there. Um, so that was great. And it also meant that I, you know, had had uh, easy access to other parts of the States and would travel a fair bit. Um, so I was living over there for, I think I did six years, um, five, uh, one by myself and then five with Erin, who was my girlfriend for the first couple of years and obviously ended up being my wife. Um, and yeah, we came down to see you guys at Vail a bit, just traveled around and, and saw some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful experience. And um, I, I always think about like you guys fishing in Bermuda. So let's talk about that a little before yeah. I came into the picture and then we'll talk about how great that was. Yeah, well, yes, so that, that is certainly one, th- one thing I won't deny. Um, friction being, uh, being far better than I am, but uh, I, I just love to, love to go out. I think when you live in a place like Bermuda or spend a lot of time here, you can't help but fall in love with the ocean and uh, fishing's a big part of it. And so we're lucky enough to, to catch some big fish here. And uh, a lot of John's friends would come down for the summer, fish the tournaments here. And that was, you know, a, a good way for us to stay in contact with each other. He would come down here when he was working on boats. Yeah, that was um, a pretty cool situation because my season in Vail was kind of a break from the fishing that I was doing for a living at that time. And and Price's dad, um, Price and his dad were big fishermen, and I'd always wanted to go to Bermuda. So it was like, bam, here we go. This is going to be awesome. And they're both, yeah. like, playing this down a little because John brought me – not the first year we were together, but the second. And this art price, who's Piers's friend and John's friend and my friend too, their house is the sickest thing you've ever seen in your life. Like I walked in. It's nuts. It's a John John was like, stop, stop taking pictures. <laughs> it's like yeah. I've never seen anything. Like it's absolutely stunning. It's the classiest, just it's just epic. The, and the coolest people yeah. that and live in it. So, yeah. I mean, and his mother yeah. is this woman, Judy Ann, and I wish she, I wish she was my mother. Like she is the, just the coolest lady. I remember like the first t- day I sat down there and you guys maybe were on the boat getting stuff ready. And she offered me like a glass of wine. And she's like, let me tell you about the time I lunched with Nelson Mandela. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's like yeah. a white shirt cool on like stories. pop collar. Yes. Yeah, so cool. So, I mean, I love, like I, I, we used to go to Bermuda every year and now we haven't yeah. been in since Aaron's birthday, which was several years ago, which makes me sad. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to get back there. It's been a few years. Life's, it's a little harder to do now Yeah, uh, when you've got little people in tow. Um, but, but so, uh, so yeah, Henry Price and I would get geared up to so fish the tournament. So you have to tournament. explain who people are, Henry. Okay. So um, Henry is Price's dad. Mm-hmm. Price is our other buddy from Vail. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry is also Judy Ann, who you love's husband. It's your narrative. Yeah. So there, there's your background story. You good? Okay. I'm good. Good. All right. So... Henry Price and I were um, wanting to fish the big Bermuda Big Game Classic, which is a huge, you know, world-renowned marlin tournament. And um, Piers was going to fish with us and be one of our anglers. And um, that was a tradition we did, I don't know how many years in a row, six, seven years in a row. row. I feel like it was more than that. But anyways... um, you know, we'd have peers out. We'd have a good time. We'd um, we'd smoke some humpbacks, um, <laughs> or as Price's uncle um, Nick would call them, fags. Yeah, fags. <laughs> yeah, are those your fags? Are, that, are those no. my fags? <laughs> <laughs> of course, they they were never his, but he would help himself to them. I love him too. And, you know, we'd drink some beers and whatnot, and then Piers would uh, 
you, you know, it gets kind of snotty, um, the weather in Bermuda offshore. Uh, I, I was waiting for this. And uh, so, you know, we'd be out there fishing, having a good time, and Piers would be gone. I'd be like, Price, where'd Piers go? Be like, I think he stepped inside for a minute. So I'd go in the salon. Piers would be in there green. Same and I, Piers. And I'm like, I'm like, Piers, what's going on, buddy? He's like, ah, oh, just a bit tired. <laughs> it, it, it is true. It's been a few years now, but I could admit that, you know, that was the case. Probably uh, not helped by, uh, by the antics from the night before, being that we were sort of in our early 20s, which meant that there was usually a lot of drinking that accompanied our fishing, but I think that's the way it's meant to be done. For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, we once, uh, we once got uh, only one time in, in all the trips we took, we got a, a photograph of Frick uh, sleeping on the job. Uh, and he was um, pissed. <laughs> and my brother thought that it was okay to put it up on Facebook. And uh, he had only just hit click to, to publish the picture. <laughs> I remember <And> this. Frick <laughs> called him up and, and told him that if he didn't take it down, we wouldn't be friends again. So, <laughs> he, said, he said, I have clients was, that are going to see this. <laughs> yeah. like, that's not it, why <laughs> it was it was quickly removed so furious so, uh, oh yeah. man but, but lots and lots and lots of great times and uh you know need to get you guys down here again soon yes. um when when restrictions and obviously everything else relaxes a bit yes so let's kind of just um we'll switch gears to talk a little bit about that in a second but you were just telling me a story before we hopped on about being a single dad for a month yeah yeah, so let's, it was, let's uh, chat I was just telling that. you how I've <laughs> aged like a, uh, like a president in the last few weeks um, because my darling wife um, hadn't seen her family in a while and uh, she lives in Vancouver, grew up over there. So um, in, uh, in, with today's travel restrictions, not necessarily an easy place to get to and required two weeks of quarantine. So what does so, that mean when I'm, she gets to Canada, she has to go to a hotel for two weeks? Well, she had just missed that, but now they've introduced a rule where you have to stay, I think it's a minimum of three days in a hotel, um, and you have to incur the expenses yourself, and, and I think it's something ridiculous, like two or three uh, grand to do that. Wow. But anyway, she had, she had just missed that, um, so she was able to stay in a uh, condo near her sister's house, um, but it means you're... you're you're actually in quarantine for mm -hmm. two weeks. Do they you know, monitor uh, that or is that kind of like a... I think they do. And I think there are some ridiculous fines if you're caught breaching it. Jeez. So, um, so uh, you don't muck about with that. And uh, The so car boys must inside. be being pretty tough right now to warn all that. What'd you say? The car What's boys, Piers and, the, and oh. um, their two sons to push her over the edge to go through all that. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, at, at the start of it, I was like, you know, this is fine. I can do it. The boys are a bit older. They're six and five now, so they can take care of themselves. You know, one babysits the other. I'm, I'm Fully. Joking, but, yeah. Um, but uh, so I thought it'd be fine. And it was for the most part, you know. And, and, and uh, my dear wife worked hard and she needed to relax a bit and see the family. So she went so over there. So sweet, Piers. He's faking right now. Weeks. No, he's not. I know she's going to be listening to this, so I've got to, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> I do. And I love her very much. So she went over there and did two weeks of quarantine and then wanted to see friends and family for two weeks. And that was fine. Um, but then came the, the, the uh, return journey where she did not have the correct documents to get on her flight 
uh, as far as her uh, uh, quarantine, te- sorry, her um, COVID test are concerned, she had a, um, she didn't have the paperwork or the correct paperwork. So they didn't let her on her flight. And then it took another three or four days to get another test and flight. And her return journey was four legs, Toronto, Chicago, LaGuardia, New York, or JFK, or something along those lines. And when she got to her hotel, she couldn't find her passport. So, <laughs> you know, as I, you know, at first I was like, okay, maybe she's just enjoying New York and wants to spend an extra few days there. But uh, it was clear that she was very distressed by it. And, uh, and that added an extra four days onto the, to the journey. So how did she get her passport so, back so fast? She, well, she hasn't, but she had to go to the consulate in, uh, in, in the city and uh and make sure that uh, she had proof of residency in bermuda her birth certificate all the other information that that i could drum up for her Jeez. um so where was the passport still don't know Jeez. uh checked uber checked every you know checked everything that she could think of um and just has no idea because she obviously had to have it to get on the plane to begin with, right? Well, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, she, so she had it to to travel with, but with the it was like planes, trains, and automobiles just mm-hmm. to get to New York. And I think somewhere along the line, she she lost it. Did you get? Um, were you cool about that, or did you get upset? Did I get upset? Uh, I by that point, I was definitely uh, definitely ready for her to return. <laughs> But um, how would how do you think John would have reacted to me? I think uh, I, I think John would have planned a trip for for the day you arrived back, and uh, would have said thank you very much, my love. I'm off for a bit. I'm off for a bit. I'm going to see my buddy. I'm going on a golf trip somewhere. Yeah, I'm going to go golf, and then I'm going to hunt, and then I'm going to ski. I'll be back in a year. Yeah, um, yeah, the triumvirate. Well, I'm sure she was happy to see her kids. So yeah, last night. So she, and then when she get got back, because of the fact, okay, so this is where it gets interesting. Because of the fact that she had taken so long to get back, her original COVID test was no longer valid to enter Bermuda, which meant a a mandatory eight day quarantine. And being that my boys are six and five, I thought it's best not to tell them that mum's back. Um, and so we were staying at my mother's place, and um, and so we had eight days with her on the island, but. Um, but only yesterday were were the kids able to see her and me. So <sighs> they were they they uh, they lost their shit. They were oh, pretty happy. Oh, I bet. And now a word from our sponsor. Looking to buy or sell in the Charleston area? We got you. You gotta check out my girl Audra Walters from Front Porch Properties. Audra works with both buyers and sellers, but what sets her apart from other agents is she will stage your listing for free, zero dollars. There is no charge to the sellers. This helps tremendously, especially if you are selling a rental or a second home that has no furniture or hasn't been loved in years. It also helps if you live in the house and have a large brown, ugly leather couch. She can fix it. Staging homes to sell for more money and more quickly. So why not sell with Audra? There's more. She offers free 3D virtual tours and drone videos with all her listings. It is key to get your home on social media and Audra rocks that out. You can find Audra on Instagram at Audra underscore Walters underscore CHS or frontporchpropertiessc.com. You can also always find her in my classes, turning on the freaking fans, Audra. (laughs) So check her out today. She's an awesome woman and she is super motivated. 
no. And so my boys, uh, having not seen their mum for a while, slept, slept in our bed last night. And it's a big bed, but that meant I got about, uh, you know, maybe an hour of sleep. So, uh, um, yeah. And now the family's yeah. all back together and happy. Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm happy about. So, yeah. How about Everyone's Axel? Back again. What's Axel up to? <laughs> that's their dog. Axel is, Axel's, you know, just being Axel. He's pretty, uh, he's... He's uh, very glad the boys are a little older now because he doesn't get poked as much. And uh, he's got a couple of buddies now that look after him. So he's very happy. Are you guys still in the same house that we came and saw you in? No, we've, we've moved house recently. Um, and we're right by a nature reserve, which means that he has an uh, incredible place to walk on his doorstep. Oh, that's so uh, nice. It's a place called Spittle Pond, which is, uh, which is beautiful. So a nice walking trail there. That's awesome. Um, you know, something yeah. else I just thought about that is pretty important connection with uh, Mr. Carr. What? We got engaged at his family's house in Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. So, that's, that's, uh, so that all started where John <laughs> said, listen, mate, um, I know you've got this, uh, this place in Costa Rica. It's amazing surfing. Let's go out there and I'm going to teach you how to surf. <laughs> John's the worst brilliant. teacher ever. So I was like, this is going to be, I've always wanted to learn how to surf. I'm so lucky that I've got this, this guy who can, can teach me what I'm meant to do. And this is going to be brilliant. So we paddle out day one and I'm like, okay, buddy, so what do I do? How do I do this? And he goes, well, you kind of just got to figure it out for yourself. And I was like, and that's the extent of, of the lesson. So same, to say, I didn't so, so same, everything I try to learn to do. And John gets so pissed because I'm not a great skier. I'm not a great surfer. And I'm like, can you help? And he's like, he just can't. He can't do it. It's so no. bad. I totally neither remember am I, that. To be honest. If there's something really fun, like skiing or surfing, which I imagine is is fun if you know how to do it, um, then <laughs> then you just uh, you just want to get on with it. So yeah, I remember one thing too about that. It was like our first day there, and we went to that beautiful beach, and there was that awesome little taco stand. And all of a sudden, we're all standing there, and John disappears. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Where did John go?" And John got in the back of the of a truck with a bunch of locals and went to go find something to play with. Yeah. And yeah. I remember looking at y'all and I was like, what do I tell John's dad when he's dead? <laughs> and he, he did. was talking to a, he was talking to some fella in the car park. And then next thing I know he's going off in his truck. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure where. <laughs> I'm not sure for what, but it was casual. And then we met yeah. Stewie who stole John's board shorts the last day we were there. Yeah. <laughs> Still got him, I think. Poor Stewie. That is funny. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Bermuda. Tell us a little bit about the island, because I feel like a lot of people haven't been, and it's really, truly one of my most favorite places ever. Yeah, it's um, it's about uh, I think seven hundred, eight hundred miles off Cape Hatteras. Um, so it's all by itself, and easy, very easy to get to. Um, Semi-tropical island, direct flights from Atlanta and um, and uh, New York and and uh, Miami, and uh, so yeah, it's one trip, an hour and forty-minute flight from New York, and uh, you get here and you, you're in another world. You just can't believe that you were in the city a few hours before. So it sits in the Gulf Stream, meaning that it stays uh, the water stays warm almost all year round. Um, and you know, you guys have traveled a fair bit, but I think you'd agree. It's probably got the best beaches of, of mm. anywhere in the world. It's amazing. Um, incredibly stunning. 
And uh, yeah, 21 miles long, um, population of about 60,000, and uh, a big a big center, uh, sort of a big business community here. A lot of uh, banking and insurance is done here. Um, so it's definitely a level of sophistication that you might not see in other islands. Um, and uh, Bermuda survived for a very long time on its tourism product. Mm-hmm. And we're very, very proud of uh, what we have to offer here. A really, really fun place to come and visit. Um, it's small, so you get around easy. But, uh, but yeah, some, some great stuff to do and a really good place to come and unwind and go fishing and, and do some beach time. And it comes with a, a lot of great people who like to have fun and parties. So, right. Um, <laughs> it is. Really, yeah, as you guys know all too well. Yeah. I, it reminds me a lot of like, uh, um, char- not I guess more like a, a Bohemian or Caribbean if you've experienced that version of Charleston. Um, yeah. You know, definitely good eating, plenty of drinking, beautiful beaches, beautiful water, blue water though, yeah. which we've got – brown water here mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's one of those places that in in the 60s and 70s was the place to go on holiday on vacation um and then partly because other options became available but because bermuda in its nature is going to be an expensive place everything needs to be imported um it uh, it sort of declined a little bit but it's one of those it's these it's a hidden gem and it's one of these places that i just think has the potential to be the go-to spot again i think it's just it's magical and not everyone like you say knows about it and uh you know i think it's it's our job to try and get uh, get word out there that this is the place to come and visit so tell us like one of the things that's interesting to me is you can't rent cars in bermuda correct no so So, you've you've created this product um, yeah so so it was um it was one of it was it was a time when I was going okay what do I want to do next and uh, and I'm really passionate about Bermuda and uh, I just saw it as a as an underperforming tourism destination and uh, I was actually chatting with uh, our friend Price who who we mentioned earlier on the phone and, and we were we sort of identified lack of transportation options as one of the key reasons that it it doesn't uh, perform well. Mm-hmm. Um, People find it really hard to get around. So previously, your options were rent a, rent a scooter, which is fine if you know how to ride a bike, but a lot of people don't know how to do that. And, and we drive on the other side of the road to the U.S. So it's a it's sort of a confusing experience. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've almost died on one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, the statistics for accidents on scooters is is horrific. And unfortunately, that also includes... Uh, usually a fatality every year for somebody visiting and it's just it's not a practical way to to get around um then you have taxis which the service is good but it's expensive and um you know it again not great if you just want to go and do your own thing and then there's public transport which again is okay but when you're spending 700 bucks a night on a hotel room you don't necessarily want to be catching uh, the bus mm-hmm. so um I've never found the the public transport conducive to like a vacation. You know, it's probably more for the daily, daily grind of work, you know, getting Mm -hmm. to and from work. Yeah. So there was definitely a gap. Um, The reason they they didn't want rental cars is that um, Bermuda is 
again, it's 21 miles long. The roads are small. The speed limit's slow. We drive, we drive on the left-hand side here, and uh, it just it wasn't necessarily conducive to adding more vehicles and um, you know getting people to drive on the side of the road that they weren't comfortable with. They just didn't think it was going to be safe. So uh, that never happened, but the uh, the combination of advancements in technology and new offerings and uh, a new way of looking at at our tourism product presented an opportunity and, and we you know worked for quite some time trying to lobby government to to make some changes um, and for us to launch current vehicles um, and tell so us about those. that came about yeah so we we thought this uh, this island being small and with some of the highest gas prices in the world could really benefit from electric transportation. So EV uh, technology was starting to emerge um, and improve around 2012, um, which is when when uh, we came up with this idea. And uh, and so we thought, right, this is a good ch- a, a good opportunity to approach government and see if they're willing to to be flexible with some of the ideas. And uh, we saw a vehicle in Europe, which is called uh, a Renault Twizy, which is a two-seater electric vehicle, sort of sit somewhere between a bike and a car. So you sit one behind the other, um, like you do on a bike. Um, it's semi-open air, meaning that it has doors but but no windows, um, but it operates like a car. So you've got the stability of four wheels and you've got a steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sits in the middle versus being on the left or right. So it works well for those used to driving on, on the right-hand side of the road. And uh, it's it's battery powered. You plug it in, and it takes three hours to charge, and you get roughly seventy kilometres of range, which um, again is is more than enough here in Bermuda. So we brought one down. We spent a number of years working, you know, trying to get uh, a number of stakeholders to sign off on this and, and endorse the product, um, and working with governments, uh, both parties, uh, you know, the the Inforce government and the opposition of the time and the taxi drivers, and it was just a, a lot of red tape. Bermuda does red tape really, really well. Mm. Um, and uh, so we spent a long time trying to get that over the line. And then 2017, just as the America's Cup um, was uh, being hosted by Bermuda, uh, we got the green light to, to proceed, and that was it was perfect timing for us. Um, it was a five-year struggle, but what a great time. Yeah, just as, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't say the world's eyes were on Bermuda, but certainly a lot of people were looking. And we had this new um, sort of dynamic transportation offering um, to, to showcase in Bermuda. Do the um, taxi services, are they still battling with y'all or have they accepted it and y'all both coexist? Well, I think, again, what we're doing is we're providing no more. Well, we are providing more than a bike, but it's again, it's two-seater with limited luggage capacity. And... Uh, but it's just a safer option. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and we're limited on numbers. I mean, our fleets, we're 120 vehicles now. We're bringing more in, a different type soon. Um, but during April, from April till September, you get roughly 30,000 visitors um, a month on the island. And uh, that's about 7,500 a week. And so we can only really, as an industry, cater to about 2% of those at any one time. So, you know, even if we're full every day of, of the year, there's still plenty of uh, mm-hmm. surplus requirement for taxis and buses and everything else. So. 
And did you see, so talk to us like about, um, so the, you said Bermuda is open, but it was closed for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, airport was closed. I think it reopened in July, shut from, I think, uh, March, March till July. Um, and then sort of slowly opened. It's certainly not at full capacity yet, but we are prepared, you know, and that's uh, that's partly down to the airline's decisions. You know, they've got their uh, their uh, own internal logistics to figure out, but Bermuda is open for business, very much so. Were you, and, sell, were uh, you renting any of those during that time? Well, we, we this was, uh, again, I think, as you know, the other people you've speak, spoken to about, you know, their, their experience over the last year is about trying to be dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had to, we had to really think about how we're going to rent vehicles. Um, you know, our overheads didn't go away. So we needed to be, um, constantly thinking about new ways to, uh, to utilize our fleet. So the, one of the first things we did was, um, we, we partnered with the business community to sponsor essential workers, um, to have transportation, um, so what we did is we said uh, each vehicle is uh, $900 a month and we will provide it to those most in need. So the buses weren't working, for example. And if you're a hospital worker, you had no way of getting to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we said what we'll do is we'll, we'll sponsor, we'll get sponsorship. And for every vehicle that's sponsored by a corporation, we'll sponsor another one. Um, so we ended up doing about 60 or 70 of those long-term rentals and, and providing transportation um, for mainly hospital workers. And, uh, and then we, we really sort of geared up our marketing towards um, to the local market. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the laws in Bermuda is you only allow one car per household. So there is always demand for additional transportation options. And uh, we sort of had to just uh, manipulate our pricing a little bit and make it a bit more um, uh, geared towards the local market. And we've stayed pretty full since um, since COVID hit. And is that you're saying that's mostly all local market, no tourism? Yeah, I'd say I'd say we've uh, usually it's it's about eighty five percent visitors to to locals, and I would say it's been the inverse of that over the last year. How long will locals hang on to them? Like extended periods, I mean, or like a week at a time? Yeah. So we've we've had um, a number of people renting consistently for the last two or three years, um, but we also have done a lot for the last six months, um, eight months, and then some people have taken for a year already. Wow. Um, wow. And a one year? of the things that yeah, one yeah. of the things that Bermuda did really well to jump on was the the digital nomads and that's to try and encourage people to come to Bermuda and work from Bermuda and uh, mm. be a bit more flexible with uh, their uh, their immigration visiting policies um, and so people are coming they're like well look if I'm if I'm in lockdown working from home mm-hmm. anyway why don't I come and do it from Bermuda yep and uh, so is that too. is that just yeah. like for rental purposes because it's really hard for an american to buy property there am i wrong on that no you're correct it's just it's got to be over a certain value um so they don't want to ca- cannibalize or um inflate the uh you know the property prices for for bermudians and so they say look there's a handful of properties that are over a certain threshold 
that we will make available to overseas buyers. Um, but I think that has to be north of two or three million dollars. I think I'm not sure the exact figure. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, this was this was great for the the, the property rental market, Airbnb hosts, etc. Um, they found that they got a lot of six months, one year rentals, and um, and so subsequently we we uh, provided the vehicles in many cases. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's it's good, great. Good for us. Yeah. I know your boys um, back so, yeah, in it's, school. It's, oh, sorry. Boys, yeah, boys, boys back in school, um, and uh, yeah, loving that. So. Cool. Yeah. So I'm been a tough, uh, been a tough old year, that's for sure. But yeah. um, I think the same for everybody. I know that, you know, listening to, to John's pod when he was uh, on with you guys, um, his business has done really well, and there's been some some businesses that have done that really thrived during this period, but. No, for a lot of us, it's uh, it's been a struggle, mm-hmm. and um, for sure we sort of we were you to be creative. Yeah. We were one of the fortunate ones, especially in in the Charleston market. But as you've heard, some of Sarah's other friends in the food and beverage business, and obviously yeah, you ridiculous. on the tourism side. Yeah, I mean. So did you? Because Ducky, Ducky's Piers's brother, he has a catering business. Yes. And how how did he do? Yeah, I mean he's. Uh, He's so he catered a lot to the uh, the business community. Um, he would do really great bespoke cocktails. Um, sort of a mobile catering company would turn up um, with a great bar and, and make beautiful drinks. And uh, the business community were some of the most sensitive to um, to uh, you know to the social distancing, partly because it was enforced by their workplace. Right, um, and so therefore. Or even if they were allowed to have parties, they just said, "Just to be safe, we're gonna, we're not gonna do it." Um, but uh, so, so it really Im- impacted his business, and and he suffered as a result. But there's a lot of uh, now, there's a lot of pent up, thirsty people who are ready to have big parties. They're ready <laughs> and, to rage. Uh, yeah, they're ready to blow the doors off. So I expect, um, you know, in the same way the tourism industry has been denied for the last year, I think there's a lot of people just ready to go. I cannot uh, agree with you more. I mean, I'm operating at about a 60% capacity and our classes are full with 10 people full wait list. And I was talking to this woman the other day, who's my therapist. And I was like, I sent a friend to her and she was like, I can't take any more people. She's like, I'm so busy. I was like, I think everybody wants their mental and their physical and their emotional (laughs) well-being to get restored. You know, I just... It's been a tough, it's just, even if you're not like how John was saying, how his business really thrived, I mean, it's still like the media coverage that you're watching every day, other you're people in your life. feeling the effects. Yeah. Whether relentless. You, yeah. Whether you just want to go to the grocery store, you got to walk back to your truck because you forgot your freaking mask or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's just, everything feels but so But it's also, tense. Be, you mm-hmm. know, when your friends and family are suffering, um, you know, yeah. it's all well and good. Your business is doing well, but it, it, it's certainly demoralizing to see other people hurting. And everywhere you look, there are there are signs that remind you that uh, that people are going out of business, and yeah. it's just it, it really sucks. And you know, we need we need to travel. You guys love traveling, and it's good for your soul to get away and spend some time away from home or away from the kids. When you can't do that, it's just it compounds all the issues. So, so yeah. is it time for us to travel to Bermuda? Like, what what would we be experiencing from restrictions if we were to come over for a long weekend? Because our spring break is coming up, April second. We'd love to come. <laughs> yeah, if you're, so, are you inviting um, us? 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is uh, springs the, the the time to come. I think. I mean, May I think is one of the best months. Um, but that's because I was born uh, that vaccination month. Vaccination makes vaccinations make everything easier. Um, but as long as you can get tested before you travel, you have to do an arrivals test when you get here, um, and then once you get that result back, which is within 24 hours, you're free to, uh, to move around. So you um, would go, so say you land at the airport, then you go somewhere immediately to get tested or they test you at the airport. They test you at the airport. You have to have proof before you, when you arrive that you've been tested already within the last 72 hours, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And then you get tested again. And those results that they are very efficient here. They come back within 24 hours, usually within 12 and uh, at that point, it's your permission to, to travel. So if you don't get a pre-departure test, I don't think you can come into Bermuda. Um, so I'm just planning my trip in my head. Just give me a second. <laughs> yeah. So where do you go? Like, so when you get there, do you have to just like we'd have to check into a hotel? Yeah. I mean, uh, you, would, you would check into a hotel and you would be, I think, the hotel get notified um, just so that you're not abusing it. Got it. So and if we were coming to stay with you guys, we couldn't just come straight to your house. <laughs> Look, we're, we're literally then, planning our trip. No, I'm just well, saying no, for I anybody mean, traveling there, this is good information to know. Um, no, you, you you could, but it would mean that I would have to wait and and um, wait until your results were back before I could get out. Gotcha. So, so you'd yeah. check into the princess and stay there for however long, yeah. and then you'd carry on from there. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, and, and I think one of the one of the upsides to all of this is that uh, because it's that much harder, I mean, it's not difficult, but it's harder than it used to be. People want to stay a bit longer. And they've also been stuck for a long time. So they're just like, you know what, I'm going to spend a bit more time here. Mm-hmm. And I think the hotels are giving good deals off. I mean, and I think they have to, but uh, they're sort of welcoming. They're welcoming uh, visitors with open arms. And uh, I think going above and beyond now, they're just grateful to have people back. So. Yeah. So what's it like going to Docksiders now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, believe it or not, I think the last time I went was with you, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, it, it's quiet. It, it is definitely, definitely quiet. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, as you know, that industry has been decimated. Yeah. Um, even when they were allowed to open, there were curfews in place and people couldn't stay out past, I think, midnight. And so... You know, they do a bulk of their trade in the in the in the uh, small hours of the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's all gone. So, what are the capacities? Yeah, I think unfortunately, there have been casualties. Um, what are are you guys at full percent, full capacity? What for our vehicles? No, mm, no, 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 no. Like for the restaurants and stuff. Oh uh, no! By no means, no. Mm-hmm. Even, are what, you at fifty percent? No, like what? How many people are they letting in? Is it like based on square footage? You have fifty percent capacity, or yeah? I mean, I exactly. So every other table has been removed. Mm-hmm. So, so if it's indoor seating, yeah. If it's indoor seating, your footprint's half half of what it once was, and uh, and therefore, yeah. I mean, even it gives off the impression you're full, but you're really not, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, it uh, it definitely sucks. Mm-hmm. So, well, here's sounds like you need to head over to Charleston for for a it, week. It does indeed. Yeah, we've got plenty and, of know, room for you. I, I think um, you know one of the things that uh, 
one of the things that this has sort of given us the opportunity is to, to look at our business and, and ch make some changes. And uh, we're sort of launching more of a, a mobile, uh, mobile app-based service now. So more like, you know, you have Zipcar over mm -hmm. there in the States. Um, you know, we, we've done, you know, we've done really well with the, the local population who need the transportation. Um, so, you know, we've moved that way and uh, hopefully it allows... Um, allows for more uh, more transportation options for Bermudians. So that's what we're rolling out right now, which we're kind of excited about, um, you know, that on-demand model using your phone. Um, yeah, that's cool. Seems so, like a uh, lot of businesses have had to get really creative. And, you know, coming out the backside of this thing, you're going to have options, you know, more options than you may have had before, which is kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Positive way so, to look yeah. at things. Yeah, um, Absolutely. So, Pierce, for our listeners, tell them where they can find you. What's your Instagram handle for the cars? Yes. So, we're, we're uh, at Current Vehicles okay. on Instagram. And uh, our, our website is currentvehicles.com. So, uh, you can go there and check us, check us out. I'm having a little upgrade to our website right now. So, that will be um, relaunched. In fact, that's what I was working on this morning. But uh, you'll be able to find us there. Okay. Well, I have I really loved talking to you. Is there anything else? I mean, I feel like we could talk about a lot of other stuff, but you know, yeah, we all got lives. Um, anything We've else? We've all got lives, and uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I've loved doing this and love catching up with you. I only ever speak to John, so very nice to 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 catch up with you, Sarah, as well. And how's uh, how's business? Every week. All good. My business. Yeah, yeah, it's you good. You seem like the busiest person on the face of this earth. Well. That's not. I'm Piers, you're making my life worse right no, now. No, I don't. I don't want to be that busy. I just, <laughs> it's. I make ch choices to do certain things and choices to do other things. I need to maybe make better, like chilling out a little better. Yeah. You know, I think it's like I was just talking with Lindsay. There's this thing called the any. Is it called the Enneagram, Lindsay? The Enneagram. Do you know anything about that, Piers? Probably not. No. Okay, so it's it's like your number and mine. It's like a personality test. So John's, I think, an eight. And Claire said you were yes. an eight too when she was here. And I'm a seven, which means I like to have fun and I like thing I like things changing all the time. So that's why I think I had so you make life difficult on yourself. Oh, absolutely. And John yeah. is an eight, which means he's just a bull. Yeah. What that means we is that. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a legend yes well um thank you so much for chatting with us i'm serious i really i mean even if you could bring your bring your whole family but even if you want to come by yourself for a weekend and we've got tons of space and we love love to have y'all i know i saw the house in its uh in its in its um early days in construction mode so uh yeah you the last time you the... were stayed with us we were living at the meth lab mm -hmm. the meth mansion yeah, no, I, um, meth I, I slept in wayland's bed Oh my and, god! You know, <laughs> bed. That is a really casual yeah, mattress on the floor. Bed, on the but, floor. Uh, in the loft. It went up. I think uh, half my legs were off the end of the bed. So. <laughs> uh, one yeah. of your favorite places was actually a casualty to COVID. Middle Street Market. Remember those sandwiches we were going to get? Oh no way! Yeah, I was having a breakfast sandwich this morning, and I was thinking about that place. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember what made it so good, but uh, it, was it was incredible. They were so good. I know it was. He's a buddy of ours. He just. It was hard to staff it and just a lot of yeah. you know moving parts. But um, yeah. all right. Well, all the best, guys. A real pleasure. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you. And we'll chat soon. Good to catch up, we'll buddy. Chat soon. All right. Bye, Pierce. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. 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 
Thank you so much for listening. Go check out Piers on Instagram. If you're ever in Bermuda, um, we I can always give you some suggestions of places I've been and love. So feel free to reach out. Please rate us, review us, follow us, give us some stars, send it to your friends, and we will check you out soon. Thank you. Thank you.